Rabshulam Munkus used to share the following story. There was a, um, a husband and wife who ran this uh, little kretschma. You know what a kretschma is? A kretschma is a little hotel they used to have in, in uh, Eastern Europe. More, it wasn't exactly like the Marriott, so they called it, it was more like a kretschma than the Marriott. I don't know if the, the name says, says anything to you, but it wasn't so, so fancy. Anyways, one night, there's a guy comes to the kretschma, and he is crying at midnight. He's doing tikkun katsais. He's saying that prayer that people say to ask Hashem to end the exile, to bring Mashiach. And he's really into it. He's crying and crying. And the wife wakes up, and she tells her husband, there's a, our guest is crying, find out what's going on. So he goes to the room, knocks on the door. Hi, what's going on? Can I help you? He says, can, you can't help me. I mean, I need Mashiach to come to help me. I, need, want, I want Mashiach to come. All right? So dutifully, he goes back to his wife. And his brilliant wife, he tells his wife what's going on. He wants Mashiach to come. So his wife says, why does he want Mashiach to come? I don't know. So he goes back to the guy. He says, um, why do you want Mashiach to come? He says, because Mashiach comes, we're going to have the third temple. We're going to all go to Israel. Okay. He goes back to his wife. We're going to all go to Israel, Mashiach comes. So his wife was like, well, if we go to Israel, then what's going to happen to our, to our kretschma, to our little hotel, to our animals that we have, and our farm, and we're going to lose all that if we go to Israel. So, well, that's a good point. So he goes back to the guy, he says, well, what's going to happen to our farm and our kretschma when, we, when Mashiach comes? We're all going to go to Israel, we're going to lose our whole business. So the guy's like, well, are you happy here? You have all these anti-Semites around who are always persecuting you. They make these pogroms. Are you sure you, you like things over here the way it is? So he says, so, so he says, I'm going to ask my wife. He goes back to his wife. What's, what, what about all the pogroms and the anti-Semitism we're experiencing? So his wife says, you know what? I have a much better idea. Tell him, let Mashiach come. He'll take all the anti-Semites and all the Cossacks to Israel. We'll stay here with the, with the Kretschmer. We'll stay here with our, with our farm. I'm saying the story because the story is very relevant to this week's Torah portion and to our lives. This week's Torah portion talks about how Moshe Rabbeinu Moses comes with a great announcement. We're going to be freed from Egypt. This slavery is over. It's time to leave. And it says in the Torah, they didn't listen to Moshe. They didn't listen to him. And Nachmanides explains, it's not that they didn't believe. They couldn't entertain the notion of possible freedom. It, they were so used to this lifestyle of, of slavery, they couldn't, they couldn't imagine. that they, they, It didn't enter their mind. It wasn't like it, they heard him and they didn't believe what he said. They didn't hear him in the first place. It just didn't enter. And it's very relevant to us because there is a, a phenomena of being inside an inner exile. Not just that we're all in exile because Mashiach hasn't come, but there's also something worse, an inner exile. And um, I'm going to share with you something tonight, which I think is a very powerful, very emotional teaching that gives us insight to personal freedom. Um, there's a line in this Torah portion. Hashem tells Moshe, go command the Jewish people and command the Pharaoh, command Paro, to free the Jewish people from Egypt. You hear, you hear the sentence? You notice the funny thing in the sentence? What's, what's, what's unusual about the sentence? Command the Jewish people and Paro to free the Jewish people from Egypt. What do you notice right away? Jewish people and Jewish people. No. No? Paro and uh, 
and uh, in the soil. The soil should, should follow Moses' directives. Why should Pharaoh? Okay, good point. Here's what I notice. Um, imagine imagine we're, we're in Egypt, right? And we don't need to be told to leave Egypt. As soon as we're able to leave Egypt, we want to leave Egypt. Why is it to command us to leave Egypt? Command the Jewish people and Paro that the Jewish people should be freed. Command the Pharaoh, I get it. He's not letting us go, so command him to tell that he has to let us go. Well, why is he commanding the Jewish people? What does that mean? What's he commanding us? We don't want to leave. Of course you want to leave. So, the explanation is this. The, the Jerusalem Talmud in Tractate Rosh Hashanah, uh, chapter 6, Mishnah 3, says that when the Jewish people were in Egypt, they were given a mitzvah. What was a mitzvah? The mitzvah was that when they will be freed from Egypt, and after they will travel in the desert for 40 years, and after they'll arrive in Israel, and for seven years they will fight over the land, and seven years the land will be divided, and then they will have slaves of their own, and the halacha, the Torah says that when you have a slave of your own, after six years of work, the slave has to be let free. So Hashem told them then, before you leave Egypt, I want to tell you that when you have a servant yourself, you have to be ready, ready to let them free. Now, the question is, why is this relevant now? There's a, there's a concept in the Torah called loig l'rash. You cannot uh, make fun of a poor person. Here, they're in slavery themselves. They're not masters of servants. They are servants. Why are we now being told about the Jewish people being in Egypt and they're going to later come to Israel and they're going to own slaves. They have to free their slaves. Why is this relevant right now? What does it do with their lives right now? They're now in slavery. What does this mean? This answer is a very profound answer. It can change our lives and the lives of those around us. Two, two parts to the answer. Part number one is this. There's a phenomena, unfortunately that a lot of people who have been abused, abuse others. Someone grows up with abuse, what happens is, is the person loses a bit of self-confidence, a little of self-respect, and he uh, has this, this empty feeling in his heart, and he thinks that the way to, to uh, he wants to escape this pain in his soul, and how does he try to contend with the pain he has in his soul? Subconsciously, often, what happens is he wants to control someone else. And, and, but what, what, unfortunately, controlling someone else and putting someone else down doesn't make him feel better. On the contrary, it makes him feel even worse. And so he has, he has even greater pain. His pain, is a, his pain, the pain around him, the pain of all those in his life, are, 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 it's exacerbated by the abuse he's giving those around him. And therefore that triggers even more abuse. And, and it's, it's a vicious cycle. And a friend of mine told me, this guy came to him. The guy says, I can't look in the mirror. I cannot look in the mirror. He says, why? I've sinned, I've sinned, I can't look in the mirror. He says, what do you mean, what do you do? He says, I, he says, I, I beat my children. So my friend's like, how do you do that? The guy says this. He says, I was beaten when I was a child. I don't know why. And now when I was beaten, when I was beaten when I was a child, I promised myself, I know what being beaten means. I know what pain means. Not just the physical pain of being beaten. I also know the, 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 what it does to your dignity. I know, what, I know what it means to be really put down and to, make, to feel worthless. I know what being beaten means. And I promised myself when I was a kid, I would never do that to my children. And I don't know how, but I keep on doing it myself. I don't know why, but I keep on doing this myself. 
And where it comes from is 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 this, this exact thing. When, when you're um, when you have all these feelings of of worthlessness, so so you tend to to try to compensate with those feelings by um, you feel jealous of other people, you feel you feel other people are out to get you, you become paranoid, you think that everyone's trying to hurt you, 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 you start thinking that everyone around you is the enemy, because you, since you're so worthless inside, so you think that, that um, um, you start imagining things around you because of your own, own, own shame and your own, um, own pain. I don't know if this is true or not true, but it's interesting. Paro, the Pharaoh, the Talmud says, he was one Amatol. And there are different opinions if this was real or just was metaphorical, one ama means he was a foot and a half or two feet tall. According to some opinions, it was literal. According to some opinions, it was metaphorical. But be it as it may, maybe this is why Paro refused to let the Jewish people leave Egypt. I mean, think about it. He is in pain. His people are in pain. But he doesn't let them go. It must have entered his mind, hey, I better let them go because I'm in pain. It's hurting me. The blood, the frog, the frogs, the lice, the wild animals... It, this is not fun. The boils, like, he's in a lot of pain. But perhaps his physical height or his lowliness, his own self, sense of lowliness, made him feel like, if I let them go, I'm, I'm a loser. I'm a loser. And therefore, I, have to, I, I can't let them go. Because if I let them go, you know what that means? That says about me, no, I'm not letting them go. That, that's what happens in, in the mind of, of a lot of people who are not as vicious and mean and cruel as the paro, as the pharaoh, a lot of husbands and wives and parents, and they don't even realize it, but unconscious, subconsciously, they gravitate to putting down their kids and, and, there is, and to putting down their spouse. And the antidote for this, the Torah says, that before the Jewish people leave Egypt, Hashem gives them something. You know, it says there are two Mashiachs, right? There's Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. Why are there two Mashiachs? So, one explanation is, as Fasema says, there's one Mashiach to free the Jewish people from the exile. Another Mashiach to free the, Jew, free the, the exile, from the, to release the Jewish people from the exile within themselves. Take the exile out of them. One is to take the Jews out of the exile. The other is, the second Mashiach, Mashiach and David, to take the exile, to take the out of the Jews. And that's what Hashem told the Jewish people before they left Egypt. Before they left Egypt, Hashem told them, guys, I'm going to give you freedom, but I don't want you to stay with this freedom. When you're a slave, when you're a slave, there is, there, there's a trauma there is a, there's, there's an issue here, and it's going to stay with you unless you deal with it. And I'm telling, I'll tell you how to deal with it. The way to deal with it is, is to free your slaves. What does that mean? Herman Wuk, Alva Shalom, he was once speaking by an event in honor of the Rebbe. He was sharing his picture of the Rebbe, his appreciation of the Rebbe's greatness. He said something fascinating. He said, real strength is the ability to empower others. Real freedom is the ability to free others. Real leadership is the ability to make another person become a leader. That's what he felt that the Rebbe's leadership is. That, that uniquely, that the Rebbe encourages all of his students become, to become leaders. So, but just on a, on, a, on a very simple level, if you've been abused, then it's hard for you to relate to other people, to express yourself. You become closed within yourself, and you, the tendency is to abuse others. And the way to break out of it, just... To be, people don't, don't break out of it but because they don't even know they're, they're not even aware of the issue but one of the things that often helps is, is as Hashem told the Jewish people is to change your behavior to change, focus on the actual behavior instead of focusing on the inner demons focus on, the inner, on, on your behavior so practically it says in the Torah they couldn't hear Moshe why couldn't they hear Moshe? 
Shichot Aruch means from shortness of breath. They were at such a hard, hard time in Egypt. They couldn't hear. The ability to hear another person, the ability to sense another person, the ability to see another person, the ability to compliment someone. When you, you think you're complimenting someone, you're putting, you're, oh, they're good, then it means I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. The ability to, 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 to pump up your spouse, to pump up your child, and, and to make them feel special, and to make them feel good. Make it, talk about your friend, someone in your life, and just, just, to, just to give them good, a good feeling. That action is an, is an expression of freeing yourself from this insecurity that we're talking about. That's how you free yourself. That's what Hashem says, free your servants. You want to be free yourself? You have to free your servants. Free yourself from the complexity of all of this of this trauma that you've had as a servant. You with me so far? You hear? You hear what's going on? So there's another layer here. That's the first part. The first part is that the reason we have to have the mitzvah of freeing our servants before leaving Egypt is because in order for us to be free, we have to be ready to free others. There's another layer here. There's only two mitzvahs, very few mitzvahs, that were given to us before we got the Torah. This was a mitzvah given to the Jewish people before they got the Torah. Before they got the Torah, they have a mitzvah to, mitzvah to free their slaves. What's in, why is this relevant to getting the Torah? What's have to do with the, Hashem is going to give us the Torah. Before you get the Torah, you have to know you have to free your servants. Why is this a prerequisite to getting the Torah? The answer is this. We all have in ourselves things we're free in, things that we are slaves in. We have parts of our life that we are slaves, parts of our life which we are free. I know that sometimes I'm uh, going somewhere, I feel like I'm on a conveyor belt. I have to do this because of what I do. I'm a carpool, I have to go to the cleaners, I have to go to the shopping, I have to... I'm on a conveyor belt. I don't feel like I'm choosing it. I learned the halacha this week. I learned it 20 times, I forgot it 20 times, and Baruch Hashem, I now learned it again, I hope I don't forget it. Oh. So, so this, is, this, is, this, is, this is the halacha this week. Halacha this week is... When you buy something for Shabbos, you're supposed to say with your mouth, this is an honor of Shabbos. One second. Shabbos is honor of the Holy Shabbos. Even though you, you're going to buy it, and you buy it every week, but you're supposed to stop and say, no, this is an honor of Shabbos. And if you do something for Shabbos, you have to think, I'm doing this for the honor of Shabbos. What do you mean? You want to eat tomorrow. You know you want to eat chont. You know you want to eat soup. So you have to get the soup ready to get the chont ready. It's a very profound thing. Rabbi Salvechik, he said that the difference between a slave and a and a free person is in three things, is in time. A slave does not live within time, and a, and a free person lives within time. What does that mean? When you're a slave, you have no past. You have no past. The moment you become a slave, your whole past is erased. A free person has a whole rich heritage. He comes from somewhere. He comes from a family. He comes from somewhere. He comes from a history of the Jewish people. A slave has no present. A slave is always waiting. When can I finally finish this so that I have less time and my slavery will end? A slave has no future. A slave has no future because he doesn't plan any future. That's not anything he wants to accomplish because he is in the hands of his master. A slave has no future, has no present, he has no past. A free person has things he wants to accomplish. A free person isn't waiting for the time to pass. He wants, he cherishes time. Another moment. Oh, I have something I want. He savors the moment. So we have things that we do that we are slaves in and things that we do that we are that we are that we, we feel free, like I like doing this, I want to do this. So the Torah says a very important thing. The Hashem tells the Jewish people, before you are freed from Egypt, if I want you to know that you are going to free your servants. What that means is Hashem wants us to feel that there is no master over us except for Hashem Himself. That we have a mission to be in this world. We have something to do here. Let me say in one sentence. A servant is always in fear. What's he going to tell me? What am I going to have to do? 
a free person, he savors life. He lives. He's excited. He, he wants to finish the Talmud. He wants to buy. He wants to get married. He wants. He wants. He wants to build a house. He he, he has ambition. He has something that the life. He he is an active participant in his life. Hashem wants us to uh, have that that same perspective. Every everything that we're doing, that we're not, we have to do something, but that we we choose to do this. A friend of mine. Uh, I'm not saying this was a good idea or not a good idea. I'm just telling you the way, way it was. Those who are, have been in the subway in New York have heard this this um, this pitch. Got to help the homeless. Give your nickels, dimes, quarters, and dollars because we have to help the homeless. What is it? You don't remember? In the subway, same, the same guy. In the three train, the new lots. And then three train to Manhattan. The same guy will go. Oh, you heard him again and again. Walk through all the three train, the three train, three train. the three, the three train. The three was able bodied. Big guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I have a story with a guy on, right. on a roller skateboard, and he was the real thing. Oh wow! <laughs> Anyways, so a, fr- a friend of mine gets up in the subway once. He says, "I was Shapiro, Shapiro from uh, the Kolo in Manhattan, uh, Sholmke." He gets up. He says, "Gotta help the homeless." The one who's homeless is God. God has never a home. We have to make a home for God. This is the reason why we're in this world. We have, a ho- we have to make a home for Him. We do, we do a good deed, we do kindness. There's seven laws that God gave to all mankind. And I was like, look at him, like, like wow. <laughs> who is this guy? Anyways, so the point is, the point is, we are here for a reason. We're not, here, we're not an accident. We're, we're here for a reason. And we're here because Hashem wants a home in this world. And every mitzvah, every time we learn Torah, every act of kindness, we're doing something. When the Jewish people left Egypt, think about this. We left Egypt. We were three million people. The Egyptians are trying to chase after us. Why didn't anybody say, let's go? Why didn't we fight them? You know what Ebenezer says? Ebenezer says, we didn't think of fighting them. We didn't think we could do anything. Mm-hmm. A servant is afraid he can't do anything. A servant is afraid to express himself. A servant is afraid to, to, to say something of his own. He's always thinking, what does someone else say? What does someone else do? Hashem tells us you have to feel you're absolutely at the full volition of your future and your destiny and you have a reason to be here and there's no one controlling you. That's to, to get the Torah, to get the Torah to first thing, I'm free. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm free and I'm choosing, Nasev and Ishma, I'm choosing to receive the Torah. And as Hashem should help that all of the hostages should be freed Amen. and all of Am Yisrael should Amen. be freed. Yeah. We should see the embassy freedom together with the coming of Mashiach tonight in Yerushalayim. Amen. Amen.